My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful! We have the right to peacefully assemble! The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host. We're back again. Um, we've got quite a bit to go over today. We have April Moss is joining us as well. And we have Pfizer documents that reveal... This is unbelievable, an attack on masculinity. <clears throat> so many of you would say, attack on masculinity, what does that mean? That means soy boys is a real thing, I think. Do we have, do we have April? Is she here? I have to right. reconnect. Just not bring her in. Give me one second. I'll get her in. Okay. You, you know, uh, we do this twice a day, and I, I had a chance, and I want to I tell you guys about this while we wait, wait for April. I got a chance to meet with a pastor, and I think it's important, I really think it's important for us, for people, to reconcile. And I was told months ago this pastor hated me. They, they, they basically said he hates you. And a person that I know, a friend of mine that I know, a man that has been fighting since, um, he, he's been fighting for constitutional integrity, you know, the truth since COVID, since, since 2020. Like many of us, we woke up during that time. But his name is Haim. And Haim called me. He's like, look, you really need to, you need to uh, connect with Pastor Steve. And I was like, all right, well, I don't have anything against Pastor Steve. He goes, yeah, you do. And I was like, n -n no, I don't. And, and it turns out that there are people that don't want strong individuals that are leaders to, to come together. So he goes, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Steve, and I'm going to tell him he needs to meet with you. So I called Steve, and Steve's like, I don't need to meet with him. And now I was saying I don't need to meet with him. He was saying to meet with him, and Haim was like, look, you need to meet with him. And uh, so we did. We sat down and talked. And i got to tell you, I am incredibly grateful for Haim taking the time to put us together. Not only did we clear up any misconceptions, but we, we learned a little bit about each other. And we also learned that things aren't always as they seem and people are trying to keep us apart. He understands me he, and I understand him. But more importantly, I got to see his heart. We had talked on the phone before and uh, I said, look, I'm not gonna apologize for being a warrior. I'm not gonna apologize for, for being a fighter. I was, I've, I've always been a fighter. But I'm not sure that that's what the conversation was about. I think it was about unity. And it was about 
his thoughts on what unity meant. And sometimes he goes, you're going to have to, in politics, compromise. And I go, compromising with the devil is not something I want to do. But, I, but he, he, he put it in perspective of how he sees things. And I put it in perspective of how I saw things. And I accepted him where he was. And I understood where he came from. And he accepted me. And I learned a lot from that interaction. Spent an hour and a half with him. And then we prayed together. So this bridge that we thought we were on two different sides of the chasm and that there was nothing between us that was going to bridge that, all of a sudden because of one man, a man named Haim, that, that uh, stepped in the middle of that gap and said, listen, you all need to stop. I, now, I didn't, now he was under the misconception that I was somehow against him and I was under the misconception that he was somehow against me. <clears throat> and now neither one of us have anything that stands between that relationship that we have together. So I'm, I'm grateful for it. Figured I'd share that with you because it's important that we understand truth and understand where truth comes from. And if we can get to a place where we can create unity, I can't talk about unity on the show and standing in the gap together and not practice it. So we, we did a little bit of practicing today and it turned out really well. God showed up in the middle of it. So for that, I'm very grateful. But let's go ahead and bring April on if we can. April, welcome to the show. Hey, Joe. Thanks so much. Great to see you. Great to see you. So, are you are you in uh, are you at home right now? Or are you out traveling about doing some some uh, um, coverage of the, what's happening in yeah what's <laughs> happening in Florida? Yeah, I've been all over looking at that today, and it's just tragic. I'm praying for everybody that is in the. The eye of the storm there, uh, certainly the storm surge is a scary thing. It's the most dangerous, I think, of of all the things that could happen with a hurricane. Um, did you see the video of a man swimming in his living room in Naples? No, but I saw the one <laughs> I saw the ones of somebody opened their door and the sharks came in and they were swimming in the living room. And I was like, My goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be swimming in the living room in Naples, Florida. But um, yeah, absolutely. Prayers going out to everybody who are who are affected by Hurricane Ian. Yeah, I am in Austin, Texas now, um, covering a lot of a lot of different things. I feel like my mind is all over the map here. Last week, I did a deep dive with Dr. Naomi Wolf, talking about the recent Pfizer. Uh, data that she and her team of people over there at Daily Clout have come, uh, come and poured through. And then even just this week, finding out about some things happening in Texas regarding election integrity and some people that were arrested. I'll be uh, speaking with Ken Paxton on Friday about that and uh, happy to come on the show next week to discuss that. But there have been some arrests made. Uh, so that's good, but there's still so much work to be done in Texas. You know, we're getting hit from all fronts, Joe. It's it's just a lot right now. But I think we are creating calm within the chaos. So they're putting something in front of us. There is something that is happening in this movement. Number one, and, and, I, and I want your opinion on whether or not I'm seeing this with beer goggles. You know, I just started wearing glasses, so maybe it's beer glasses. Um but there's something happening where we're learning the power of the word no. We're just learning to say no, no. Like you need to have critical race theory in the school, N no. Nope. <laughs> you need to have machines in the elections. No, I don't think we're gonna do that either. Yep. And we are learning yeah, no, as people, right. the Democrat or Republican to come together. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. 100%. I mean, as much as we're being inundated from every angle, it seems, I think that the American people have, have really come very close to the edge of saying, listen, enough is enough. We're tired of this. Um, we're going to unify under the, the banner of just being an American and loving our country. And that's not a bad thing. And we're not going to be labeled as domestic terrorists for saying that. Right. Um, so we are on the offense, especially as we get closer to midterms. And I think that a lot of people are anxious for November to roll around so that we can really make an impact. Well, they're going to be stealing elections. They're going to try and steal elections. And yep. I can't tell you what bombs are about to drop, but there are bombs like mobs, mother of all bombs that are getting ready to drop as it relates to the machines and election fraud. I can't say anything more about it other than that, but they are big. Like, we're arresting people. They're arresting people in Texas. <laughs> there he goes. They're arresting <laughs> people in Florida. They're arresting people. They are arresting people for doing things. Now, they're not getting long sentences. They should go to life, yeah. the jail for life in prison. Life. They should do yeah. life for stealing the voice of the American people. But we are seeing some changes, and what's going to happen by the end of tomorrow is we're going to see some pretty radical, not radical, wrong word. Let's not use that word. We're going to see some big developments that come out in the next couple of days. Encouraging and validating developments, right? Validating yes. for yes. all of us who have been shouting from the rooftops about, you know, the election fraud and, and the anomalies and everything else. And, uh, and that's really good news, Joe. I'm excited to hear. Well, I'm excited, too. I want to play a little bit, if we can, of your interview with Dr. Naomi Wolf. It, it is an amazing. So I'm going to, if we can, play cut one, and then uh, I want to get your thoughts on this and just get a little bit more perspective on what it is. Let's go ahead and play it. In the documents, uh, I'll skip over it because it's not even the worst news. I mean, the background is these 37 reports have found that the Pfizer rollout anyway is a catastrophic uh, crime against humanity. Absolutely. Uh, and they knew it, and they knew it. The FDA knew it, Pfizer knew it, all the scientists working with Pfizer knew it. Everything from 1,200 people died in three months and four of them died the day they were injected um, to the FDA and Pfizer knew that 35 teenagers had heart damage a week after being injected with the mRNA vaccines and they didn't tell parents and the FDA gave the emergency use authorization anyway for teenagers to be injected who are not at high risk from COVID. All the way to Pfizer had to hire 2,400 uh, additional full-time staff to deal with the flood of adverse events they were receiving. But much more serious than all of that is the what is emerging now in about six or seven reports as 360 degree um, harms to human reproduction and so comprehensive that it really looks like this injection is designed to target human reproduction at every scale at every point what? so uh, Pfizer for instance defines exposure to the vaccine as including skin contact inhalation and sexual intercourse especially at the moment of conception and they told the men in the study not to um, have sex with childbearing age women without using a condom and another 
effective form of birth control or else that they had to abstain. In other words, Pfizer knew it was so dangerous or problematic to um, have vaccinated men have sex with women of childbearing age that they said you, you can't even risk, you know, getting a woman pregnant. That, that's that my like most, space face. I know. What gets me the most, Joe, is the is the part where she mentioned that they knew that myocarditis developed in young boys uh, up to you know a week after vaccination, and they still enforce this in our schools and on the sports teams, and you know the psychological damage that that did to kids who stayed strong and said, "I'm not going to do this," or weren't able to play sports because of this, um, you know, if their parents wanted to protect them. That is the most egregious thing. You know, they, they knew that this had an impact on fertility, on young males. Um, and then Naomi goes on to say that, uh, and this is widely known now, but last week it was just pretty groundbreaking news that you know, even the mRNA technology is in the breast milk one hour after a woman was vaccinated. We don't even know the ramifications of what that's going to do to that child. I mean, you know, we're living in a day and age now where you have a whole group of people who have this mRNA technology in them, and now it's going into their, their sperm, their eggs, so all of their offspring are already going to have this mRNA technology. It's really disturbing when you see how much Pfizer knew and kept, and no wonder they wanted to keep it hidden for 75 years. So, so these are all the documents that the FDA tried to hold back and Pfizer tried to hold back and said, we can't release these inf this information. And now they have to release the information. And they killed people. They killed four people in, within, 48, or within 24 mm -hmm. hours. That happened. It was 72 yeah. hours? See? So here's the next part, um, and you, you probably already know this, Joe, but for those who don't know it, um, this is all intertwined with the PREP Act. The PREP Act is what is covering and protecting Big Pharma right now. That's why you can't sue Big Pharma if you are injured from these injections. And um, I heard that it is about to um, expire in 2024, which is very interesting. Another way that it could expire is uh, if the leader, which would be Biden, says that there is no longer a pandemic, which he has actually said, but unless the Health and Human Services, the person at the top in Washington, also declares it to be over, then otherwise, you know, the PREP Act is still here. And that's why, I mean, lawyers would pounce all over this if they could, but that's, this is why you have so many people who are just struggling with, with all of their medical expenses and, and everything else who have been injured by the jab. Well, and, and this, this is the jab, but it, it is a crime against humanity. And Dr. Wolf said it, it was a crime against humanity. We can look at the, what happened with Pfizer and with the FDA, but this goes further than that. This, th yeah. this whole crime against humanity started when they knew what COVID was back in, in October of 2019. They knew what it was, and they knew yeah. that there were prophylactics. You mean, you mean when they planned for it? They, yeah. They plan, yeah, they did plan for it. I have another cut I want to play. Well, the next cut I want to play, and this is um, the... 
accumulation inside the ovaries. This is, uh, this is cut to, uh, it's just a minute long. Let's go ahead and play this. Um, the, the mRNA injections don't stay in the injection site within 15 minutes, even though we were sure they do. Within 15 minutes, they travel all over your body, but including lodging in the adrenal, spleen, liver, and ovaries, and all mm -hmm. on the ovaries, because what Dr. Robert Chandler, one of our volunteers, has found is that the, the chart goes like that of lipid nanoparticles, which are these industrial fats covered in polyethylene glycol in women's ovaries. There's no visible way these materials leave the ovaries. So your first injection, they accumulate. Your second injection, they accumulate more. Your first booster, they accumulate more. Your second booster, they accumulate more. And we don't know the effect. I mean, as, as Dr. Jim Thorpe, who's a maternal medicine. Yes, physician, he's wonderful. Wonderful. He said, we don't know if those eggs are alive after multiple injections. And wow. We, well, we don't, right? We don't. April, you're a mother. Yeah. Let's say you weren't paying attention. Oh, I've had to have the talk. I've had to have the talk with my, my teenage boys. I was like, you know, never before have we had to have this type of conversation, but I just want to let you know that, um, you know, when you are interested in a girl and you want to date her, you need to find out whether she's been vaccinated or not. Like, you know, you're not going to, you might not be able to have kids if you, if you fall in love with somebody who, um, has been vaccinated. And I mean, we kind of, we had to have that talk. I mean, we never had to have these kinds of talks, you know, um, it's really sad. You, you, you just made a comment and, and I think it's, I think you're right, but you can't tell who you're going to fall in love with. Right. I mean, life just kind of right. throws you a bunch of curveballs. Right. And the fact that you have to have that conversation with your kids and they're, they're thinking about that. They're thinking about, oh my gosh, this is, this has to be a, a requirement either that or I got to give up the ability to have yeah. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and think about this, you know, this isn't just for this generation, it's for the next generation to come the next after that. I mean, you're literally going to have, we, we are literally in a situation where we've got you know, pure blood, so to speak, and, and these MRNA inject it, you know, technology. It, it's sad because I hate, I really hate division, Joe. I hate it so much. But in this instance, um, again, the, all of these people who were duped into getting the jab or they just uh, didn't want to be inconvenienced and wanted to get along with, you know, with their lives and, and move on and do all the things they've always wanted to do. I mean, there's consequences to this and it's sad. This interview is too good, and you're right. But this interview goes further, and uh, we can just watch the first part of this, but it's also interfering with development of babies. And you can stop me at any point if I start paying, playing too many of these clips, but I want to play this clip. It's clip three. Let's go ahead and play it. It's two minutes long. So all these horrible problems that women are having with their menstrual cycles, you know, their ovaries are being packed with lipid nanoparticles and spike protein, which has been found to be toxic and presumably mRNA. But moving ahead, lipid nanoparticles traverse every membrane in the human body. So they're also traversing the placenta. 
And Dr. Thorpe showed this terrifying image that he's seeing a lot of a kind of netting of calcifications around a placenta. And the placenta is, you know, how the baby breathes and, you know, gets rid of, of the baby's waste products. And it's it's like the baby's environment, right? And so Absolutely. The placenta is compromised with these lipid nanoparticles traversing through them, and he's finding fetal growth restriction, um, abnormalities, um, and, and and you know chromosomal abnormalities, you know horrible outcomes with the babies. It you know that he's seen whose moms have been vaccinated. Mm -hmm. um, going back to the Pfizer documents, there's shocking, horrible miscarriage rates in the Pfizer documents, and it's so interesting. AP and Reuters. Uh, did attack pieces on us for an immediately corrected math error regarding another section of the Pfizer documents. But, I remember that. Right? But mm -hmm. when I said to them, but the miscarriage rate is even higher in this other section of the Pfizer documents, they just deleted that part of my comment. Of course. Um, in, a, in another section of the Pfizer documents, there are 270 women who got pregnant, even though pregnant women were excluded from the trials, right? So all the assurances yeah. that it was safe for pregnant women were based on 44 French rats who were followed for 42 days. But leaving that aside, and the people who did that study were shareholders of Pfizer. So you're Pfizer. saying Pfizer shareholders did a study only on rats, and that's how they concluded? That it was safe and effective for pregnant this episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. What, yeah. What What am I, I mean, what, what are we hearing? I mean, this is, they're testing this on animals, seeing adverse effect on animals, rats, and then they're injecting this Yeah, only 44. And I don't think that they they even kept those rats for very long. I think it was a period of just like 40 days or so. I have to double check that number. But it was a very short window of time that they even observed the rats. So again, I mean, even that, that was such a garbage you know, study that they did. Um, and no, listen, your, your listeners are extremely educated on all of this. We know that the mRNA technology is deadly. We know that it messes with your DNA. Um, this is nothing new, but 
what what is so imperative that Dr. Wolf is doing with her team is that pouring through all of these documents, because it is, there's a lot of very scientific, I've seen the charts. I'm, I'm part of a, a network of journalists and scientists that um, we go through a lot of this data and it's very hard for just the average everyday person to decipher. You really need somebody who's a scientist who understands the language of these documents. Thankfully, Dr. Wolf has an incredible team with her. So it's not that she's the only one pouring through these documents. She's got a lot of experts helping her understand this, and then she's communicating it out to the public. Um, and that is in coordination with uh, Steve Bannon as well. So it was a coordination between Daily Clout and Steve Bannon's War Room. That's what is funding and driving these studies so that we can know the truth of what Pfizer wanted to keep, uh, you know, secret for 75 years. So I have a, I have a, a clip that I want to play here real quick, but there, I want to go through a couple of things because I don't want to, uh, I, 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 I'm going to encourage everyone to watch the entire show, right? The entire broadcast. But let me just give you a couple of highlights. 200% neonatal death increase in Scotland, high vax rate. There's a baby die-off happening right now. Mm-hmm. It's not just happening in Scotland. It's happening all over the world. Uh, the cases of SIDS cases have increased. And I had to look this up just to see if this was true. They say non-correlating SIDS cases. In other words, they're not correlating it to anything other than global warming. And it's right. up nearly 600%. 600%. And it was it had a high rate. Now, they had a high rate when they started with the vaccines back in the early, late 80s. SIDS was a big thing in the 90s, right? Had a drop-off. Yeah which means that they probably found something in some of these vaccines they were injecting in, into the children and said, ah, I probably should take that out. And here we are now, 600% increase mm-hmm. and, and a baby die-off, and that's not it. Slow de- developmental milestones, crawling is a problem, mm-hmm. speaking is a problem. We don't know what the long-term yeah. effects are. Yeah. Well, you know, I just keep thinking about, again, all of these college students. I remember, you know, many of the people that I was uh, friends with, you know, our families have been very close. They really struggled because their child had just been accepted into the university that they've always wanted to go to. And all of a sudden, the university was mandating these jabs. I mean, think about the implications of that. You know, um, this whole generation of kids had to choose between do I go and get an education that I've been planning for my entire life or do I forfeit that chance? Um, and now what do I do? Because I, I've been planning on doing such and such a role for so long. I mean, it was a very hard decision for many people. And unless you had a really strong parent who was willing to fight for you and say to the school. We, we lost. We lost. Are you there, April? I need to do a quick read for one of our sponsors. Um, this podcast brought to you by IP Vanish. If you're tired of feeling like somebody's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. We've talked a lot about IP Vanish. They've been a, a partner of the show for quite some time now. 
But IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you stream media. Um, you can use IPVanish on a limited device at the same time without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones. Um, it's and, and for our listeners, they're, they're offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan to our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. I will tell you that there are some apps that you have to turn off. If you're using like Ring apps or things like that, you have to turn it off in order to actually access it because it has to have a localized IP address. But um, that's just something you just learn when you get it, but you, you get to keep them from getting access to most of your information. Uh, those apps just need it to make it necessary to validate who you are. Uh, so go to ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily. You do have to use the slash daily. So ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily and claim your 70% savings. Okay, there you go. You're, I think you're back. You're back? No, you're, uh, you're still muted. Yeah, we, we lost your audio, April. We lost your audio. Go ahead and uh, just refresh the uh, window that you're in. Uh, while, you know, I want to what's the next cut that I'm going to cut from this interview is the, is you back? Okay. You back? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Guys. Finish that thought with the, the, uh, the, the little, just you, think know, about, you know, little leprechauns that like to mess with technology got in the middle of there. Yeah. Think about, think about what the average parent goes through. You, you raise your child up their entire lives. You want them to be successful in life. We've been told that they, we need to have college degrees in order to be successful in life, right? So you've planned for your child to go to this university and COVID hits and all of a sudden your, your child is, is uh, accepted, gets in, but now, oh, they can't show up to class in the fall unless they have this job how many parents weren't strong enough to really fight back or demand a religious exemption. You know, I know a lot of parents that did fight for their child to have a religious exemption and uh, many of them won and their child was able to go. But how many, you know it, I mean, it's, it's way easier to just be like, oh, well, it's probably not a big deal. We'll just go ahead and get it so that, you know, uh, my child is still able to go to school, you know, and then there's people like me and, and, a lot of other people who say, you know what? It's really okay. My kid doesn't have to go to that university. My kid will go somewhere else or they'll get into a trade. Uh, they don't need to spend a ton of money on a college degree that might not be able to even get them a good paying job when they graduate. So, uh, but, but back to the whole, you know, mRNA technology infiltrating all of the sex organs and becoming such an issue for fertility and the miscarriage rate, uh, you know, all of these things, right? We're going to continue to see this play out uh, as people went ahead and got the jab. So everyone knows, right? Don't get it. Don't get the boosters. And one of the, the latest pieces of, of news, I, I didn't talk to Apollo about this, but, you know, Biden just released on September 19th another executive order talking about flu vaccinations. Have you talked about that yet on the show, Joe? No, but I talked my friend out of, and one of my partners, out of getting a flu vaccine, vaccination. I go, you don't need Good. anything. You need nothing in your body other than what God put in your body. Stop it. Stop putting this stuff in your body. So, April, real, real quick, are you, referring to, are you referring to the, the executive order with all the bioeconomy, uh, you know, like Orwellian stuff nope. that just came out? No, this no. is one that no, pushed force people to get the, the flu vaccine. Oh, okay, gotcha. 
Yeah, it's specifically letting the public know. I'm going to just pull up. I'm actually going to um, send you the link so you can show everybody. Sure. This is Department of Health and Human Services, the NIH. Um, and I'm going to, I'll walk you through it in just a moment. I want to play this while you do that. And this is the effects on men. See, men are like, ah, I got away with this one. It's all babies and, and mamas. No. Go ahead and play this cut. This is cut six, and it talks about the effects on men from the vaccine. Go ahead and play it. But in addition to the effects on a woman's body, I know that you also had a study saying that there was a decreased sperm count as well for men who received the injection. Is that correct? Uh, actually, it is correct that um, there is a decrease in sperm count and sperm motility, which means their ability to move around. Uh, that was reported by Andrology Journal. But what our Amy Kelly reported, um, which touches on that, and goes further, is that these lipid nanoparticles, of course, traverse every membrane, they traverse the testes. So they're not just harming the sperm count and sperm motility, they're harming the epididymis, they're inflaming the epididymis where, you know, which is kind of a delivery mechanism for mm -hmm. sperm. Mm -hmm. And they're also harming the um, Leydig cells and the Sartoli cells, which, uh, you know, refresh your course in eighth grade biology, that's where like masculinity itself resides like that's that's what lets boys turn into teenagers turn yeah, into the hormones hormones exactly it's secondary sex characteristics so this is literally like destroying the factory of masculinity and when you look at it geopolitically you know who's being mandated it's our armed forces you know it's yeah. our firefighters it's it's the you know the big strong men and women we need the heroes the heroes exactly yeah the people we need to be fighting fighting for us and being our first line of defense. Yeah. And that's being, that wall is crumbling down. So not only are women being affected, but both sides of the, of the circle of life are being affected. Yeah, they're absolutely. They're, they're killing off the human race. Well, and what, yep. one thing from that, just how important that is, what they're, when they mention, you know, those specific processes that are being uh, being affected, that's directly going to and is, I'm quite sure, destroying the development of secondary sex characteristics, which is quite literally the process that, you know, uh, by which men develop into the types of personalities that will actually be the heroes that you refer to them as. Those are, that's the development of men who are the ones who would historically protect the society, protect the home, who would go out and do the dangerous things in order to make sure that their loved ones and their family is safe. So you're going to see, we talk about soy boys, and you know, we've heard that term yeah. uh, before, and you know, it, it can be funny when you use it, but the aggressive, assertive, driven uh, personality traits and the behaviors and accomplishments that come with that are going to essentially be routed out of society if this, if this continues. And we still don't know what's going to happen long term. It's really terrifying. Well, we know that 50% yes, of the people out there aren't affected by it because 50% of the people said no to the vaccines. Sorry. I had to. And we've got no. And that's and here's my next point is why everyone has to understand. Don't think that it's only the COVID vaccine that's going to deliver mRNA technology. They are always looking for new ways to put this into all of us. So the recent executive order from Biden, um, as according to the NIH, if you go down to page four, Four, it actually highlights, um, and there's a there's a paragraph towards the bottom 
that talks about how they are going to be implementing mRNA technology in the flu vaccinations. And so I don't believe it's in there just yet. I think they have like a year to, to implement this, but I'm just gonna read for you uh, just a quick little excerpt. It says, these platform technologies include DNA, messenger RNA, and virus-like five particles, vector-based, and self-assembling nanoparticle vaccines. I mean, they say those words in there, self-assembling nanoparticle vaccines. For example, NIAID supported scientists are investigating an mRNA vaccine candidate that would allow for a more rapid and flexible response to both seasonal and pa pandemic influenza than do existing vaccine production strategies. You've already seen the propaganda that they've been putting out there where they want people to get the COVID vaccine at the same time they get their flu shot. Now their agenda is we're going to create an mRNA flu vaccine, but also it'll be, you know, it'll have the mRNA technology in it. And I believe also they want it to have the COVID, uh, you know, stuff in there as well. So this is something everyone needs to understand. It's we're, we're no longer in that phase of, okay, just don't get the COVID jab. Now you really need to know what you're putting in your body. And I'll tell you what, the doctors, they don't know what's in these vaccines. They don't I've even had know. Multiple they, they don't even know if you have placebos being put in the marketplace to create tests against other tests. They don't know. Right. And that's why these databases yep. are so are so powerful and are so dangerous, is because they they have in essence made all people guinea pigs. Yep. And we and we don't know. The only people that know yep. is Pfizer and. I have told everyone, just say no to vaccine. No. If I'm going to die mm -hmm. of smallpox, God bless me. I'm going to go say hello to God. Hello. But I'm not going to put that stuff in my body. Yeah, you're exactly right. I'm so glad that you lectured your uh, your friend, too, on the flu vaccine. Uh, you know what's troubling? It's there's so many young people that rush out and go get that flu vaccine. I'm like, you guys Hold are you. crazy. I don't push it, what is push wrong it in me. Give, give me some more. <laughs> give me another needle. Pop it in there. It's put it really over here. No, put it over here. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but in Texas, I'm seeing increasingly more and more people wearing masks. How, what's what? it like where you're at? No, you, you're in mm -hmm. Austin. You know, you're in Austin. You know what happens in Austin? I know. I, I well, would have told you, I would have warned you and said. I am in a conservative pocket of Austin, but I'm yeah. still amazed. At, it seems like just in the last month, all of a sudden, more people wearing masks. It's really wild. Hey, April, did you start coughing on them? Amazing. <laughs> I don't know if it's hazing more than it is. Uh, what is it called? It's, it's fear porn. <laughs> yeah. Or what Why gets are me are the parents that hold their kids' hands and the kids have masks, but the parents aren't wearing masks. Yeah. Because it makes you wonder, do the kids, you know, do they feel so comfortable wearing the mask because they were forced to wear it all, all last year and the year before that now they, they don't know what to do without a mask on? I, It's so I, sad. I just want to tell you that a part of me, I feel bad for the kid. I really do feel real bad for the kid. But I'm really glad that those parents who are that psychotic that they would do that to their child, that their kid is going to grow up and not have any sort of 
meaningful ability to digest society. And so we're at least purging out the, the stupidity that we have. I know it's hard <laughs> to say, but we're, we're getting rid yeah. of the stupid kids and the stupid parents and the kind of that lineage as the strong start to take back over and, and realize that the people that are getting the jab, they're dying. They're going to die. Yeah. And I mean, it's yeah. a hard thing to say. My in-laws, I told my, I told my mother-in-law, I go, do not take another vaccine ever, ever again. Mm-hmm. I sent her studies. I'm talking to my father-in-law. We're going through it. And I was the bad guy because their daughter, they were talking to, to my wife and they're like, you need to take the vaccine. We don't care what Joe says. You have to take the vaccine. And so my wife almost oh did. Oh my goodness. She almost did. And she almost did and didn't tell me. Oh. I would, it would have been. Joe, that's. I would have thrown That's down. hard. And she finally came to me. She I don't goes, know what I would have done. Yeah. Mm. She came to me. She goes, I, I'm just telling you right now that I almost did. I was, re- I, you know, I felt like, the, why would the doctor, why would the doctor be pushing? Again, because most people don't think in terms of evil. We're just not evil people. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, and I'll tell you what, I probably wouldn't have questioned it as much had I not experienced you know, when my son was a baby, he had that adverse reaction to one of the vaccines he got. Mm. So, I mean, I stopped vaccinating after that um, when he was six months old. Um, Had I not had that experience, maybe I wouldn't have been so quick to, you know, understand what's going on here. But as soon as COVID rolled around and I just realized, oh my goodness, you know, at my station, they weren't going to tell anybody about early treatments. I mean, it was just fear, fear, fear. And the only solution to getting your life back to normal, you know, and hug your grandma through a shower curtain was to go get this vaccine. Um, then I realized, okay, they're just not going to do anything about this. They're not going to actually tell people the truth. So. It, it is it is crazy what we're doing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears for a minute, throw a little curveball at you because you did a... a um, integrity election integrity force uh filed a new suit uh, to decertify michigan this just happened yes so i'm gonna in order to just bring this as we start playing a couple of these of these cuts can you introduce us to the two people that we're going to be talking to on this Brandon yeah and so Sandy. it's Brayden. Yes, Braden and Sandy, they are working with, uh, it's just all volunteer. It's out of Michigan Election Integrity Force, and you can learn all about what they do on their website. Just type it all in, electionintegrityforce.com. They have filed a suit, and this is all about, uh, the basis of their suit is that the machines that were used in the election were not certified. So that's what the suit is based on. They're waiting to hear if a judge is going to even They're hear also the case. Trash. So, so we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time. This one has definitely been here a long time. This is Air Medcare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel a lot, if you even drive a lot, even if you don't drive a lot, this is good fire insurance. If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family's protected in a medical emergency. If you ever need to be air medically transported with air med care network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. Uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a $50 visa gift card when you sign up today. Now they also have an Amazon card, but we don't do business with Amazon here on this show. So please do not sign up for this and get the $50 Amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast. 
So get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something. But uh, so it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it, it, it actually reduces. So airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. But they're also trash. I mean, that's, the machines were designed to defraud the American people. But I, I get right. it. I mean, you got to you go every angle, but... Well, and that, I think that's the hard part is that everybody has to jump. These lawyers have to jump through so many hoops. It's just like trying to get justice for the people whose loved ones have been killed on remdesivir and the hospital protocols. You can't, because of the PrEP Act, anything under an EUA, you can't go after them for. So these lawyers, unless they wait truly minute, have a ton wait of minute, courage. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, they can. They absolutely can. I want to. I want to clarify this. They can, oh, if the like the information, the information coming out of Pfizer that they knew the adverse reactions and put it out there as a safe and effective method to fight and combat mm-hmm. COVID. Absolutely, at that point, they become culpable because they hid information from the American people. Okay, well, that's amazing. Okay, good to know. But on the case of Remdesivir. You they know, knew. because it was experimental. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a good point. I'm going to bring it up to some of the lawyers that I've been speaking to who are working on that case. Um, yeah, it's uh, so back to your point with the with the Michigan Election Integrity Force. These people have been working tirelessly to purchase qualified voter files and analyze them. It costs a lot of money. So. Um, God bless them for all their work. Let's listen to that first clip and then we can discuss more. Okay, let's do it. You're telling me you have brought forth evidence of of the anomalies that have occurred, actual data from their own qualified voter files. Yes. And you are getting told by politicians in Michigan that, okay, thank you, we'll look into it and nothing happens, it's a dead end. well, I mean, we're sitting with you here today and nothing has happened. I mean, I mean there's no excuse for this. They, this. This information has been brought to them. They've been told about it. They've been made aware. So they, they knowingly are not doing anything about, for them to even say or claim there's absolutely no fraud, that's a flat out lie because they've been brought with, you know, by, by Michigan and, you know, election integrity force has been brought this information to them. I I think this is a bipartisan issue. I would love to speak to the Secretary of State about this and get this looked into. Maybe there's a really convoluted or very simple, elegant explanation for it. But when I talk to IT experts, when I talk to election experts, nobody can explain this to me. No politician has been able to explain this well to me. And it suggests that there are things going on that maybe shouldn't be going on and that people don't know about that this election is more of a black box system where you put something in and something comes out and you have no idea what went on in the middle. So, yeah, and and the key part that I want everyone to understand is that I think when people hear about all this election fraud, they think that all of the township clerks are in on it, so to speak, um, or else why would this happen? But what we're finding out continually as more information comes forward is that that's not the case at all. They're truly just following the directions and how they've been trained to to go through the processes. And these numbers are getting switched outside of the township clerk's office. It's happening 
really in the office of the Secretary of State. So that's the problem. And again, I've said it on this show before, I've said it many times, people have to understand that George Soros has a Secretary of State program through a nonprofit that he runs that is specifically for appointing people to the position of Secretary of State. And Jocelyn Benson out of Michigan is one of those George Soros Secretaries of State. So this is no surprise whatsoever. Yeah, and this next, you're you're right. And this is why I find it so interesting. I, I was talking to a another uh, journalist that I would love to just pull into this show and force her to talk to me on this live. She would never talk to me again. Um, I'll have to call her back. But uh, that was literally just happening. Someone from the New York Times, I think it's New York Times. They like to call me like, Joe, what do you think of this? Anyway, all of these journalists are saying the same thing. And I was talking to this journalist and I go, you're telling me it's the safest, most secure election in U.S. history, right? He goes, yeah. I was like, where's your experts? And they go, mm-hmm. what? I go, show me your experts. System architect expert, right? Yeah. Jeff, cyber expert. Sean Smith, cyber expert. Show me your experts that have told us differently about the system. And he goes, well, Mm -hmm. we've had lots of them. I go, show me one. Give me. I'll just take one. And they can't give me an expert because they've never used an expert. And this, this next clip talks about how the politicians say most secure election in U.S. history, know that they have no cyber knowledge. They have no understanding of our systems. No real experts. Not none. I, I went through it. I looked for it. April. I've looked everywhere. Mm-hmm. I picked up every rock. Mm-hmm. I looked over here. I was like, I started whistling. My dog came to me, but no experts came to me at all. Yep. Let's play it. Let's just, let's just play it. Two, I'll cut two. Sorry. Cut two. Estimation, uh, are machines, are machines safe and should they continue to be used in future elections? So I would say this, as an engineer myself, working with engineers, I'm around technology all the time. I know Sandy is an engineer as well. Um, uh, If you don't understand the code and you're not an IT specialist, there's no way that you know what's going on in that computer. It is a black box. So when a clerk or a secretary of state, whether they're the ones that are guilty of committing fraud or not, um, or if anybody is, when they come out and say that this is the most secure election ever without any knowledge of IT or engineering or computer science, uh, it's a completely illegitimate opinion that doesn't have any weight to me. And no engineer should ever take that seriously. Would you trust Jocelyn Benson to work on your computer? Would you would you trust you know Jocelyn Benson to work on any of your electronics or to know that they were secure or to know what was in the box there or to know where it came from or who made it or what what the purpose of it was? No, and and just as you wouldn't look at me uh, to be the Secretary of State because that's not my expertise. So there you have it. I mean, th- 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 this is where where we get into. Safest, most secure election in U.S. history. Safest, most secure election in U.S. history. Vaccines are safe. Vaccine your kids. And if, if we could just play this really quick, April, I, I, I forgot to play this before, but we just have a hurricane going on in Florida. There are people losing their homes. There are people losing their livelihoods right now as we speak. And this is what this basement-dwelling, illegitimate 
bottom dweller had to say about what's happening in Florida? Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or natural disaster hits. He's such a joke. <laughs> it's it's, I, it's <laughs> like a clown world. <laughs> it's literally, did he really just tell people <laughs> as their homes are filling up yeah. with seawater that they better go run out and get a vaccine? I mean, this is the most... At first, you're thinking, okay, he sounds like he's about to fall asleep. It's nap time. And then we switch gears from, you know, actually talking about things that would help somebody to let's let's just remind you again, public service announcement that the government wants you to have an mRNA experimental technology injected into you. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's really not funny, but it, it's you, just... You can't make this stuff up. You cannot. I've tried. Wow. I've tried to figure out a way that you could make this stuff up and still be a good human being, and you can't. I've come to the conclusion that you are not. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't believe you said that. I saw that earlier today, and I just thought, you've got to be kidding me. And he didn't even contact Governor DeSantis. I know you reported on that as well earlier. I want to just yeah. scream. Scream. Yeah. And Yeah. So I have two more cuts that I have to play from your interview because it was it was fire four. No, start with four. Start with four. Yeah, yeah, that's four. So th this is another. This is a cut four, and this talks about the counties lost, the precincts are lost. I it, it my jaw hit the ground when I was listening to it. Let's go ahead and play cut four. Now, Braden, you've really been working on a lot of uh, the data that has come through. We talked a little bit ago about how Gretchen Whitmer's own votes have been off where they haven't um, you know, allocated properly her voting and then all of a sudden it shows up four years later. Talk to me a little bit more about that. And this is really important for people to understand why this is such a widespread problem happening across the state of Michigan. Yeah, so Gretchen Whitmer's file, you know, completely changed over three months. The legislature had lost or missing voting history, 24% of them, like we said. But it's not just that. We, we found a fully 131 precincts in 57 counties across Michigan that had late or lost votes. One of those counties, and this is not unique to, these two, to this county, but in Grand Traverse County in Michigan, there are two precincts in Long Lake Township and Mayfield Township in which we, we looked at the, the file one month after the election, so we gave them plenty of time to, to you know get the book squared up. And it showed that zero people voted in person in these two precincts. And they were 1,560-some votes shy of what uh, the, the Secretary of State's own website was saying. But that's not all. When, when you look at the Secretary of State's own website, she says that 5.58 million people voted in the election, according to her own website. But according to her own official qualified voter file, which is the only thing that you could use to verify that, it says that 104,000 people fewer voted at 5.48 million people. And when you look at that same official Michigan qualified voter file, month after month, they keep adding votes to the system, apparently, until May of this year when they had added almost 100,000 votes to the 2020 election. And they're probably still doing it to this day based on the files that we're looking at. So 
I can't explain that. I can't show any timestamps or any names that show what, who did this and why. And I don't understand how a secretary of state can, can look at this and say this is a secure election and that this is the most transparent, secure election in history. It doesn't make sense. I, I don't know where that's coming from. And when I talked to a very high, to, to several politicians about this, they go through my presentation and they say, oh, those are statistics. I can't, I, you know, you know, statistics uh, can be manipulated. When I show them this data of their own Michigan qualified voter file, they have no explanation. They can't explain it. They say they'll look into it. And then when, when we try and set up a meeting, they say we'll have a public hearing on it, whatever. And then it goes nowhere. So that's why nothing's been done. And to this day, nothing has been changed about the election laws in Michigan. And many of you know, there's a bunch of proposals that are up in Michigan that they are trying to fool the public on and making it seem like these are great ideas when really it's the opposite. One of those being the Promote the Vote initiative. I believe we've spoken about it before, but just very briefly, I'll just say that the language, if you were to look at Promote the Vote 2022, it's to change the Michigan Constitution and make it very easy for cheating by uh, mandating drop boxes in every single township and automatic absentee ballots being sent to people's homes without them even requesting it. And guess who foots the bill? The Michigan taxpayers for all of that postage and everything else. So they don't care about the people of Michigan. They care about staying in power. And the uniparty that is happening in the state of Michigan is, uh, is to blame. The Republicans in leadership are just as bad as the Democrats if not worse. So that's what you have there. And we have to show up in huge numbers and overwhelm them at the polls in November and do what Arizona did and have those Dropbox parties. That deterred so many people from uh, dropping illegal ballots in. But, and, and, but the fear is they'll just do it in some warehouse and let it show up. I mean, the fear is this is not an operation. This is not an operation. They just have to get the ballots to the place so they can, because they're going to cheat anyway. They're going to they're figure out a way to cheat every which way but Sunday. And that's what they did in 2020, they did in 2021, that's what they did in 2022 at the primaries. There were thousands of ballots, thousands of ballots that just had a vote for county coroner in certain areas during the primaries to make sure that a certain candidate did not win. Thousands. Yeah. How's that, how's that possible? Yep. Oh, I know. It's, it's horrible. I mean, you know better than everybody, than anybody, right? all the different ways that uh, that the anomalies and the fraud happened. And uh, and we're up against a lot. And I hate being negative because I'm an always a, a glass, you know, full type of person, a glass half full type of person. Uh, but uh, there's not, what else can we do, Joe, right? We've been screaming at the top of our lungs about all of these things oh, no. going on. We can fight. Know. We can fight, right. we can use force. Not violence. I'm mean, going to be really careful because I, I had this conversation today. Not violence. But violence begets violence. But we use force. You will not. We shall not. These will not be used. And we have to, we mm -hmm. have to use our voice and we have to use our force. It's like, it's like your kids. So they put their hand on the stove. Are you going to say, hey, don't put your hand on the stove. And it's hot. It's bread hot. They're putting their hand on it. You're going to knock right. their hand away. That's force. That's not violence. That's right. force. And we have to learn that we knock it away. We, we take out the machines completely. The machines and the mail-in ballots have to go. They have to go. Yep. They're, they're being, they got rid of them in multiple countries around the world, 
We need to get rid of them right now, right here. And they're going to cheat in November. And once that happens, we got to get to the street. And we got to create a force to be reckoned with of Americans. That's my thought. Yeah. No, I, I know. I'm, I'm cautious. Oh, we lost you again. We lost your, we lost your audio again. I want to play this last cut if we can. You, you there? You lost. We lost your audio. Go ahead and refresh if you would. Um, I want to play this last cut. This is cut five. So we'll go ahead and play this, and then we'll bring April back in to tell us a little bit more about it and wrap up the show. Go ahead and play it. So over the last two years, Election Integrity Force has been uh, purchasing publicly available data from the state. It's all the, it's all official Michigan data. And we have data analysts and engineers like myself who have been going through that data and uh, trying to investigate and see what kind of patterns and anomalies we can find. And we found a, a lot of bizarre and strange things that we can get into today uh, that lead us to believe that this system is not, not at all secure and that there might be some fraud and maybe a lot of fraud uh, going on behind the scenes. You know, Sandy, how important is the role of Secretary of State? It's a really important role in our state because they're responsible for not only administering the elections, but also keeping all of the records before the election and who votes and then the, the records after the election. So it's, it's critical and there's a lot of moving parts and data and the election process is complicated. You know, and I understand how complicated it is. It's a, it's a, it's a big thing to even cover a story on what's going on, and it's kind of confusing for for the average person who isn't in it, who hasn't worked in a clerk's office, you know, doesn't understand the process. But one thing is very simple to understand: our basic numbers, where you have a, a number of the population, and then all of a sudden we find out there are more votes than people who are alive. Uh, who wants to talk about some of that specific data? Sure, I'll talk a little bit about it. You know, if you've ever visited Michigan, you know that we're not a state where we have a lot of public transportation, and yet we have more voters than we have driver's licenses. And that doesn't, that doesn't like by sense. a million, it's not a small number, round figures like a million people. Um, we have more voters than we have citizens of voting age population. We're right now sitting just over 107% of the citizens of voting app page population registered to vote in the state of Michigan. So is How this, can you tell though where where they're grabbing these votes from? Are they, are they underage people like minors? Are they illegal aliens or are they uh, dead people? Well, we have a little bit of all kinds of things. We have 475,000 roughly people who are registered to vote at an address that either doesn't exist or an address that they don't live at or an address that has a problem. Um, we have a, a lawsuit in Michigan that was filed by somebody actually outside our state saying that there were 26,000 dead voters in our qualified voter file. And our secretary of state, instead of removing those votes, has actually spent months arguing that the case should be dismissed. And the so, judge just uh, pushed that back, right? He correct. said, he said, absolutely not. Correct. We were thrilled with that. Absolutely. You know, I think it's really important that people understand because up until the 2020 election, the Office of Secretary of State was really, I think, not really thought about very much. It was kind of like, okay, we have to go to this building to get our license or, you know, to do some other things. But it wasn't something that we realized was such a key.
107%. Yeah, 1 million more votes than people, than registered voters. I mean, how can you, how, there's no, they have no excuse, Joe, they have no excuse. And so I'm praying that the more information that comes out between now and November will absolutely make it so that they cannot continue to do their job. They, you know, the people of Michigan have to fire Jocelyn Benson and they should, you know, in my opinion, <laughs> run her out of town by, by demanding some answers. You know, and, and listen, it, it takes time and so much money to get these qualified voter rolls. I mean, it's really expensive. They've spent millions on this. So I, I God bless these people at Election Integrity Force, and we really do need to keep them in prayer because they're doing the hard work here. Yeah, I know there's a lot of, I'm going to give you the final word. We're out of time, but I do want to pray for you before we go. And I want to pray for the people down in Florida. Again, we did that this morning, but I'll give you the final words. Always great to have you on the podcast. Where can people find you just so I can make sure that we're sending people over to listen to you as well? Thanks so much, Joe. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, head over to aprilmosstv.com. I'll continue to put forth all of my podcasts and you can get links to where my podcasts, my videos are, all of my reporting. Uh, this week, I've got a lot of big interviews coming up, which will be released soon. And then always great to be here on your show to share the latest of what's going on. This weekend, there is a really uh, cool event. Cash Patel is going to be doing a book signing in Texas on Sunday. Day uh, for his second book entitled The Plot Against the King 2000 Mules. And I'll be doing an interview with him during the book signing event. Should be a beautiful, fun time. Um, and also just loving the, the work that Cash is doing as well. So happy to come back on and talk about that next week. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming on the show. As always, we'll see you again next week. And uh, but before you go, I do want to pray for you, if that's okay. Thanks so much. Love that. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have today to share truth with you. Thank you for the ambassadors of truth that we have that are listening, that are willing to take this information and share it out to others. Please bless those that are listening, Father, that they may have peace in their hearts and be able to have joy with their family and friends. Father, we ask for a special blessing on those people in Florida. We ask for you to, to stand over them and protect them, protect their families, protect their, their, their livelihoods. Father, we've already seen uh, some of the destruction that's happened because of Hurricane Ian, and I would just ask you to show yourself to all those that are being adversely affected in the middle of this, that they can see your light. They can see that, that this is just another uh, challenge in life and that, uh, that, that they can overcome any obstacles that are put in front of them. Father, please bless us all that we may contribute and help as many people in Florida as we can, that we can stand and understand that what, the, what happens to one of us happens to all of us and that we can stand up and protect and serve our fellow Americans. Father, help us that we can walk the path that you put us on, have the wisdom to do so. Father, help us to be humble and to recognize the opportunities we have to unite with other Americans that are standing up against the tyranny of our time here, Father. Father, I would also ask a special blessing on people around the world that are adversely affected, the people in Ukraine, the people in Russia, the people in, in Germany, the people that are going to be adversely affected by food shortages and energy shortages. And I would just, Father, ask you to help us do the things that we need to do in order to drive out the evil forces that are causing all this pain. 
I ask for all of these things, Father, humbly, and, and thank you for the opportunity we have. Thank, thank you for my voice that you've given me and the voice you've given April. And thank you for, for giving us truth, Father, that we can share. I ask for all these things humbly in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you, Joe. God bless you. Go do your good work. Talk soon. Thanks. Thanks. You too. Keep rolling. See ya. April Moss. She is amazing. She is a fighter and she has done great things for, uh, to bring truth. She was a whistleblower, but now she just continues to just whistle the truth. And a lot of information is coming out. The, the interview with Naomi Wolf, Dr. Naomi Wolf was telling, go over to April Moss, April Moss TV and watch that. If you get a chance to watch the whole thing, we'll put it inside the notes as well. So you can see it. God bless you all. I will see you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the daily fax blasts, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.